This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu How they're biting in Brainerd Lakes. We're going to find out with Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League. Plus, we'll talk about what's going on with the Walleye Alliance, including their big fall tournament you can get involved in. And, of course, another fast five. It's all coming up. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad When all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N Paul Bunyan Country Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. I'd like to invite you to drop a line in one of the 400 lakes in the Bemidji area. We have 160 miles of biking trails, forest trails, campsites. You can even get your picture with Paul Bunyan and Babe is Blue Ox. And when your adventures are done, we have some of the best eateries that Minnesota has to offer. Plus, much, much more. And don't forget to check us out at the Minnesota State Fair in the Education Building. Bemidji, one step further. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander, the Jason that can grow a beard like a grown-up, and this is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Well, it's time to check in once again with Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League, a great friend of the show. Nate, thanks for joining us again. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you, Kevin, and talk some fishing, so I look forward to it every time. Well, we're going to talk fishing for sure. Um, you know, um, got a lot of stuff coming up we're going to talk about as the show wears on, but let's, let's start with the bite. Um, how are things over in the Brainerd Lakes area right now? The things are busy, I guess, overall, I would say. Um, again, not really knowing what to expect this summer after the COVID stuff kind of slowed down in terms of, you know, family vacations, corporate outings. But in terms of the guiding, it has been as busy as it's been the last couple of years. So um, kind of hitting that wall here in, you know, middle of August. Uh, but at the same time, trying to push through that and really looking forward to the fall, my favorite time of the year with the weather, the bike. So that's what's keeping me going. And um, walleyes is said to have been a little day-to-day or even hour-to-hour for that matter. It seems like your your major minors is pretty key for getting a, the good bite to go. Um, some days good, some days bad. Uh, the bass and the pike fishing has just been off the charts, though, for the last couple weeks for us here. It doesn't really matter the lake, depth, so... Uh, it's it's a good action fishing right now. We go for walleyes for a bit, and if they don't seem to want to go, we kind of change gears and and uh, just let the fish dictate uh, what happens and let the people bend their rod and have a good time. So uh, what do the bass want right now? 
truthfully, you don't even have to be um, real specific. So we try and keep it pretty simple with a lot of our clients. A lot of times that's just lindy rigging. So you're marking fish on the outside edge of the weeds, which, you know, on your zebra mussel lakes here, we got weeds out anywhere from 21 to 25 feet. A lot of times you can get them that way. Uh, you can get them pitching, you know, wacky worms up shallow. So I just gave uh, Sherry at the bait shop a, a fishing report, and, and not lying, but I said your range for bass right now is 3 to 30 feet of water. We had some really <laughs> nice bass marking these fish out in 28 to 30 feet, which I'm like, these got to be walleyes. Well, here they were all just beautiful 18, 19-inch bass, which kind of blew me away. Um and then last night, again, that late same kind of thing, marked the pot of fish that we thought were nice walleyes, and here they're all beautiful bass out in, like, 25, 26 feet of water. So go figure, but you can get them rigging, you can get them pitching up shallow, you can get them bobber fishing, so uh, kind of whatever you like, or even it's a great way to get more confidence in trying a different presentation with as active as these fish are. If you're trying something new, you know, give it a whirl, and right now you should have some good action on it, at least for the bass. So as a guide and a, and a lifetime angler, I mean, n- you know, nobody wants to see AIS in a lake, but it's there. Uh, there are more weeds. Do you like the idea of weeds deeper or not? Personally, I do not. Okay. Um, I think it's probably beneficial to the fish because they have more area to hide in. It probably helps the oxygen levels in the lake. Uh, with that green vegetation. Uh, in terms of a guide, though, with your regular 2D sonar, it can be a lot harder to pick them out. Uh, one lake in particular that we'll talk about here in a little bit that we have our tournament on coming up this fall on Pelican Lake, they have sand grass, and that goes out to 27, 28 feet of water. And it's kind of a 50-50 shot with your regular 2D sonar. Sometimes you can pick those fish out. You'll mark them, but other times when they're sitting tight, tight in that sand grass, you won't even mark them. Now, with the forward-facing sonar, even in the shallower weeds, it makes it a little easier to pick those out, even some with the side side imaging. But uh, technology is helping, but the weeds definitely can make it a little more of a complicating factor, and it also changes your presentation. So, again, traditionally, for clients, we've been, you know, trying to windy rigging is kind of your go-to most of the year up here, multi-species. Um, now, again, if those fish aren't on the outside edge of the weeds, which is, you know, many times 21 to 25 feet of water, you got to do something different. Again, the transition to the bobber fishing, uh, pitching weedless jigs, that kind of stuff. So, again, as anglers, we've had to evolve as the lakes have evolved with the AIS. Hey, you mentioned uh, walleye kind of dicey at the moment. How has the walleye bite been overall this season? I would say it's been marginal uh the hard part as a fishing guide even if fishing is slow you at least like to have confidence and kind of somewhat know what you're likely going to get or expect you know a general range this year for us i would say it's been a complete crapshoot um you know sunday we were on a particular lake up here and it was a very good walleye bite uh some nice eaters let some big fish go caught some little fish let go kind of thought hey we're on to something that's going went back two days later and I think one or two walleyes and a bunch of bass so uh, that's been it again I think part of the issues is so many of our lakes up here are just chock full of uh, forage the tiny tiny perch population is crazy Uh, on your sonar you'll see clouds of bait whether it's deep or shallow 
and to the point if you're rip jigging, uh, jigging, wrapping, almost every rip you're snagging one to two perch on that. So, you know, again, it leads to healthy fish. They can just be a little more selective. And, and as I was saying earlier, that uh, it seems to be the best bites are real time sensitive. And if you can get your major and minor periods for that feeding window, that's when you're going to make hay. The rest of it, you might sit there and not have a whole lot of action. That's what we've seen pretty consistently this summer around the Brainerd area, at least. Yeah, I mean, up here, and I don't know if we're just farther north enough that the wet water temps were just a bit cooler, but, I mean, we've had fairly cool water temps all summer. We've had a really good walleye bite um, most of the year. I mean, I'm starting to hear, you know, lesser reports at this time, uh, but still, um, you know, some guys are getting them, so I I don't know if it's cooler water temps or, or what the difference is, but I'm guessing down there it's not a matter of there's no walleyes. I mean, sounds like there's plenty of walleyes in the water. Right, and, and trust me, Kevin, when I've seen reports from my fishing buddies across, whether it's Leech, Winnie, Red Lake, Lake of the Woods, I'm drooling at what they're getting <laughs> to experience compared to the grind we've been on. Um, and it's absolutely not a, a, a numbers issue here because, you know, we've been saying the amount of fish that you sit on and mark is off the charts. It's just crazy. And, again, you got to really work those fish to – you know, what I've been saying in my mind, whether it's accurate or not, one out of every 50 to 100 walleyes you mark, you actually get to bite. It has just been that kind of a grind, and the amount of fish that you're marking in these schools are crazy, to the point where even putting your camera down, some are suckers, absolutely, but at the same time, it's a lot of big pods of walleyes that are just pretty picky right now. So I'm very hopeful, though, once they eat some of that forage base down, that that fall bite will start. Like you said, the water temps haven't been near as warm as normal for a summer, which is great. And got me excited that that fall bite might start shifting into gears sooner than later. That's at least my hope in my mind what I'm praying for at this point. Up next, Inside Guide Talk with Nate Blazing of the Niswa Guide League and Walleye Alliance. I'm Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. I'm proud of the efforts my fellow guides and I make to help Kev Jackson sound like he has a clue. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests, You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. I'm Kevin Cochran, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Nate Blazing of the Niswa Guide League is my guest today. We're going to talk fall fishing in just a bit. But first, I wanted to ask you a couple questions about uh, the guiding experience this summer. Uh, do you typically, you, you mentioned it's kind of hit a wall here. I'm assuming that a lot of that has to do with the same things that are going on right here in Minnesota. Fall sports practices have started, and uh, people from out of state, their, their school seasons might have already started. Is that kind of the factor? It is to an extent. We have such a wide range of clients, so um, so we got people from all over the U.S., uh, actually some international folks. You have your families, which, again, their vacation periods definitely are kind of coming, winding down, depending on where they're from. Um, we have so many corporate 
groups and outings as well that normally are, are big corporate guiding season for the resorts in the area are spring and then later in the fall. So looking at my calendar right now, I've got corporate groups booked all through September into, I think, middle of October. So it really varies. And then a lot of our real serious walleye guys um, wait until they know September, October is usually the prime time bite. So I've been getting calls like crazy. And my book is, it's scaring me at this point, my schedule book of what the fall's already looking like. It's going to be a busy, busy fall. So looking forward to it at the same time, though. And, of course, one of the things you have going on this fall is the uh, Walleye Alliance has got its fall tournament. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So, again, Walleye Alliance Fall Classic, we are doing it Sunday, September 25th, so the last Sunday in September. And it's going to be based out of Breezy Point on Pelican Lake. Uh, last year was the first year that we did the weigh-in there, and it worked really well. Breezy Point was very accommodating. They've got rooms for folks. They've got a bar restaurant, so we do it right there. And plus, uh, their regular guests that are staying there kind of seem like they enjoyed it. We bring a big TV that you can see all the weigh-ins and the weights on and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we're doing that. You fish from 7.30 to 3 o'clock. We are doing a rules meeting the night before right at Breezy Point again. Um, we pulled a permit. We're going to limit it to 50 boats this year. Uh, the last couple years, I think we've been right around that 35 boat range, so we're hoping to grow it a little bit. But with that being said, we don't want to get real big right now. Um, payout right now, based off of 50 boats, first place will be about 4200 bucks, and we'll pay, pay down 10 spots. So it's a pretty good return, I think. Uh, people enjoyed that. Entry fee is 300 bucks. We didn't want to get real big because we still like to have, you know, your family's involved if they want to get out and fish, uh, you know, um, that kind of a thing. So we're not real high entry fee. Uh, the regulations that we're going for is five fish that you can weigh in. One of those can be over 20 inches and then four unders. And again, in the spirit of being uh, conservation minded, those fish have to be uh, able to swim away, move their gills alive. That's one of the big priorities. So we've got some pretty specific rules on that for dead fish. Um, and that is about it, I guess. Um, in terms of ways to register, um, we'll have that link up on our website. We're working on it right now, and that website is www.walleyelines.com. You go under events and hit Fall Classic. Otherwise, social media, Facebook, we've got the link on there. And then thirdly, if neither of those work for you, feel free to give me a call at 651-592-3857, and I can... Uh, email you some stuff or send it to you somehow even if it's over mail so a lot of different ways to get registered really fun event so if you're at all interested i would really encourage people to get out and try it and again i think Kev, you know the the money that we raise there uh goes to a really good cause and we put it back into stocking area lakes and trying to get youth involved in different fishing programs so uh very well spent money in my mind and again, for those who maybe are not real familiar with the Walleye Alliance, we have talked about it a few times. But um, in addition to running a couple of tournaments, and I know you have your big, you know, I was at the uh, the banquet this spring. Um, do you have regular meetings? Do you uh, have uh, other things besides those three big events? We usually do a fall summer social that historically has been in August, uh, where we just meet at a landing, go out and fish, you know, have some pops, beers, kind of thing, mini tournament, more or less you know, mm -hmm. get out and shoot the breeze with each other. Um, this summer's been so busy that we have not got around to doing that. 
Other than that, we do a winter seminar usually in the past. I think we've had Tony Roach. He's been a fairly frequent guest that does a speaking event on that. Um, so I'd say it's more on a quarterly basis, whereas your, I think, the Twin Cities group and the Fargo-Moorhead group, I think, probably does more monthly get-togethers. We're a little less frequently at that. Not that we wouldn't like to get to that point. It's just with our resources right now, we're not at that point. So Okay. And you know you you know you you do work with the legislature try to get some things accomplished. Uh, I know you have been working on uh, four fish limit statewide. Where are we at with that? That's a good question. <laughs> um, so, uh, as you might know, or others might know, uh, Senator Carrie Rood was the the person that we've been working with in the past to carry the bill in the Senate. Um, she is retiring after her term is up here um, this year, which really sad to see her go because not even just on the fishing front, she's been a champion for the outdoors. Um, so I give her a lot of credit on that. We made a lot of headway in terms of getting people aware of it. Um, in terms of the politically speaking, moving that forward, I think we may be done with that. We've had some conversations uh, with folks at the DNR and it's not a guarantee, but I think there's a, a fairly decent chance, it sounds like, that they might move on not only a walleye limit reduction, but also panfish and, and some other regs uh, via the rulemaking process. So um, the conversations I had with them on that was, you know, probably a month, month and a half ago. I've just been kind of letting that simmer for the time being, and maybe here in the near future I will get back into that but i'm hopeful some will happen but uh no guarantees at this point so uh truthfully the the political stuff kind of took some of the wind out of my sails it was uh, a learning experience but i can't say it was necessarily a fun experience and kind of a neat story with that is met with senator Rogier about a month ago we had lunch just to kind of debrief on session and she walked in we had lunch together and she gave me a big frame print or it was actually metalwork of a walleye and she said she had that hanging in her office for the last three years and every time she'd walk into her office in the morning she'd look at that and that was her motivation for you know pushing that bill and she really believed in it so i thought it was really neat and it meant a lot to get that from her so pretty neat process that is pretty cool um yep um but yeah i i can see where the political games would wear on a person after a while <laughs> And that's, you know, I think I said this to you, Kev, before. I completely respect every, you know, everyone's got different opinions on that. And I'm not saying if you disagree with us, you're right or wrong. When it came to the politics of stuff, you know, folks within the same party, um, they would tell you they are with you. And then when it comes to a vote, you're trying to get a hearing, you know, that's where stuff wavers. And it was a nonstop effort trying to get one step in front or figure out who you had to talk to. It was ever evolving. And um, <laughs> politics are very interesting, put it that way. Um, but yes, I don't think I want to get too involved for a while on that front anymore. So we'll, we'll just sit and rest up and kind of see what plays out. But I'm hopeful <laughs> something will happen. I, I, think, I think the vast majority are in support of it. Um, but again, we'll see what happens. Hey, we're not done yet. we got a lot more to cover with Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League. Hey, I'm James Rylander of North Country Guide Service. My back sure hurts from carrying Kev Jackson for all these years. 
When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Nate Blazing is my guest from the Nisswa Guide League and the Walleye Alliance, and we were talking about politics when we went to break. So, Nate, as long as we're talking about controversial things, uh, we might as well talk about live scope that you did t- touch on a little while ago. That's been quite the conversation starter on a number of my shows this uh, this last couple of weeks. Where do you fall in that uh, conversation? It has been a talker, and I actually, I think it was last week I listened to your show, and I heard Bro talk about it and some others. That uh, What kind of sounds like kicked it off was uh, the Muskie um, tournament that, that ended up banning it kind of halfway through. Um, I will say this, try and be careful of what I say here, uh, that I do think it's, it's amazing what it can do. It absolutely changes um fishing and once you have that dialed in uh it it can make a big difference and make you much more effective of a fisherman um but with that being said i have it and i use it and i don't think it's just not my type of fishing at this point um i'm still learning it and so you know I don't want to go as far as saying it should be outlawed. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it just because I, it, it, it can really produce much more than folks without it. But at the same time, I don't think it's for everyone. And like I said, it completely changes. I try and do a little fishing with it and a little without it. And truthfully, right now where I'm at, I like fishing without it. It's, it's What I enjoy the most is watching how the fish react. That's where I think the learning curve as an angler, you put some of that stuff um, together and it'll help you become a better angler. So the bobber fishing, when the fish are in the weeds, again, when you can pinpoint them, it's amazing. Yeah, I, you know, I think about it, and just seems like the, the vibe I'm getting from most guys is kind of the same vibe you're giving me. It's like I've got a, I got a smartphone, and there's a lot of really cool things about the smartphone, but yet I'd probably be better off if I didn't have a smartphone, but it's not realistic to not have a smartphone. Yeah, and that's, I guess, the way or the reason I got into it was, just trying to to keep up, you know, uh, not really knowing what exactly was involved with it. And, um, you know, there's so many different versions of it, too. The the version I've got, I've got Lowrance, and I run all Lowrance products. And you, my experience at least, and I'm sure everyone has different experiences, is you have to really spend some time to get it dialed in with the settings where some of the other ones might be a little more user-friendly out of the box. Um, but once you get the Lowrance one dialed in, it's, it's pretty darn amazing uh, where you can tell the type of fish. And, again, how they react to different baits is absolutely amazing. When you throw a jigging wrap out and those things just crash to the bottom following it, it, it's really cool to see. But, like I said, and especially when I've got my clients, I've got the portable unit. So I've got a stick in the front and then a graph that I can move around so I can use it for winter fishing. There's a long cord. It's not exactly... It doesn't fit my type of fishing. I'll go back to that, put it that way. So I'll use it sparingly. 
I think winter, I'll probably use it more. Um, again, just because you can see where those fish are coming from and how they react. But I, I don't think it's going to be something that, you know, I rely on real heavily. And maybe that's just because I haven't used it enough because I know the guys that have it dialed in, they absolutely swear by it. So, you know, take that mm-hmm. for what it's worth, I guess. <laughs> I'm guessing the Walleye Alliance will not be taking an official position. No, we are not uh, going to say you can't use it or any of that stuff. Again, you know, back to kind of like you were saying, uh, I think everyone has their own individual opinion on it, and and that's good and healthy. Until we see it doing a detriment to, you know, fishing, you know, I think it is what it is. It's up to people to do and use what they want, so... As of right now, I think everyone's got a little different opinion on it. And half of the guys on the group have it, and half of them don't. Half of them say, yeah, I got it, but it doesn't do anything for me. And others say, it's great. So it's really all over the board. <laughs> and if we were going to come over to the Brainerd Lakes area to do some fishing in the next few weeks, uh, we better be prepared if we want to have some fun to go for bass, it sounds like. Bass, and then again, pick your times on the lake. Because, uh, again, recreation, it's, it's just busy, really busy up here in the summer. Um, so we've been trying to do most of our trips in the morning. Um, even on the weekdays, the lakes get pretty busy. I've been noticing about 10, 1030, and I'm ready to say, okay, we got to get out of here. It's getting a little busy. So, um, But, yeah, bass. But like I said this last week, uh, we had a couple of really good days of walleye fishing. So maybe we're turning that corner, like you said, with the water temps. Um, not getting as warm as they usually do, it probably won't take too much, and that might get them really into the feeding mode and start us into that fall pattern. So, again, the fish are, you know, there's walleye shallow, there's walleye deep, there's bass shallow, there's bass deep, and so it's a little everything right now. Go back to trust your electronics. That's been the most important key for finding different fish right now is every school is different, and the range of depths really, really varies depending on the school. Well, Nate, are you ready for another Fast Five? Oh, I'll give it a whirl. Okay. <laughs> Fast five. Who's with me? <laughs> Here we go. Question number one. Dogs or cats? Dogs, all the way. Yeah, most a lot of outdoor guys go with dogs. That's, that I seems... wasn't sure if you said dogs, like Dodge Ram and, and oh. caterpillars. <laughs> I, I got dogs and cats, but absolutely, that's an easy dog for me. Okay. Question number two. Pie or cake? Boy, I've got a cherry pie sitting in front of me and a birthday cake. Um, we'll go with cake because I'm looking at a chocolate cake right now. Okay. <laughs> Question number three, and check back to your memory banks. What was the first fish you ever caught, and how old were you? I am guessing it was a walleye. Uh, I don't remember specifically, honestly. Uh, looking back at some pictures, uh, again, Dad used to take us ice fishing a lot. Um, and my grandma used to take us pan fishing, sunfish fishing off the uh, dock. So I'm guessing it was a walleye and probably two, three years old. Well, not completely sure on that. Any idea what lake that would have been on? We used to fish a lot on Tommy Care and Barrett Lakes over in west central Minnesota, kind of. Uh, farm country over there, not a whole lot of lakes, but we live close to those two in the national, and we live right down the road from uh, Pine Ridge Park, and we go down there, ride my bike there, and cast the redels all day long, so lots of pipes and carp, we used to catch carp down there. <laughs> all right. 
Question number four. Hard water or soft water? Hard water. You're one of the rare ones. Yeah, and I get asked that quite a bit from my clients. I just love fishing, but I don't know. I think it's more of the solitude on the winter side of things. Maybe it's because I don't do the guiding in the winter that I'm looking at it as more pleasure than work. I'm not sure, but one way or the other, I love them both, but I do really love fishing. You know, and I, and I thought you might go there because I think you have mentioned that to me in the past that uh, it's uh, it's a little less pressure on you when you're ice fishing. So. Yep. Nope. I just go out on my own, usually kind of recharge the batteries, do a lot of family outings, uh, whether it's day trips in the portable or if I bring my little sleeper house out and spend the weekend, and it's just relaxing. So, yeah, totally recharging the batteries to get straight, but love ice fishing. All right. And finally, question number five. What was your favorite subject in school? Hmm. After science, I'm going to go with science because I was kind of in the science field and that's where I took some courses in and got a, a degree in, in college. So I guess I'm going to go science, although I will say I wasn't a huge fan of school and I don't ever want to go back. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell my kids that, though. No, 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 no. It's between you and me and this, this vast audience is all. Well, Nate Blazing, if uh, people want to book a trip with you and uh, fish the Brainerd Lakes area, how do they go about doing that? Sure. Our website is nisswaguides.com. Otherwise, you can call the bait shop. They do the booking for us. Sherry does at 218-829-7010. All right. He is Nate Blazing from the Nisswa Guide League and... The Walleye Alliance, great to have him back on the show. Nate, thanks for taking the time, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Always a pleasure, Kevin. Take care, and thank you much. Another great show in the books. We've got some good stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks, so keep it right here. And again, we don't always get all of the great stuff from these interviews on the radio version, so always check out the podcast as well. You can subscribe at Podcast One, the PodMN app, or just go to KB101FM.com or KBUNSportsRadio.com. Click on Podcast, click on Paul Bunyan Country, and listen at your leisure. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria. <laughs>